Well, peace be with you, Sojourn. It's good to be with you. My name is Eric Foltz, and I'm a member here at Sojourn New Albany. For those of you who don't know me, uh, I work with a college ministry called Crew at universities in this area, which means that I get to spend the best hours of my day telling students about who Jesus is and what he's done for them. And uh, it's a sweet privilege. It's a great, great job. And I find that often when I talk to students about who Jesus is and what he's done for them and how much they need him, I hear them say things like, yeah, you know, I, I, know, I know what you're saying is true, and I, I think I agree with you, and honestly, I, I do want to follow Jesus someday, but not now. You know, like when I get older and I have a family and I'm settled down, I think I'll get into Christianity, but I kind of just want to enjoy my college life right now. The idea is, I don't need to follow God now. I've got time later. Let me, let me live my way for a little bit, and I'll try God's way later. They presume that they will have another day. And it's not just college students. All of us, in, in some way or another, live like our days will never run out. But Ash Wednesday teaches us that they will. Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of the season of Lent. It's a time where we get to slow down and reflect. We reflect on our rebellion against God and our need for him. We reflect on the ways that we rush toward the unimportant while passing by the things that really matter. And we reflect on the fact that eventually our days will run out. Let's go ahead and look at our text. Psalm 39 verses 4 through 7. They say this, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You've made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. We are merely moving shadows, and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. Friends, there's a time limit to your life. You will not live forever. Uh, there are weird websites like deathtimer.com that will try to give you a date. Uh, apparently, I'm supposed to die on January 15th, 2070. So if you want, you can check back on me in 49 years and see how accurate it is. But the reality is that none of us really know when we're going to die. And yet, each one of us has a specific number of days that we are allotted to live, which God alone knows. And for each one of us, someday that number is going to be reached. But we don't live like it. We live like we'll never die. I mean, we, we assume security. We assume permanence. And how we live reveals that. Just think about the way that you waste your time, the way that you hold on to your grudges against other people, how you fight for your own desires rather than the desires of others. Or you, you check out when you get home because you don't really feel like engaging with your family. All of it reveals that we believe 
we're guaranteed tomorrow, that there will be another day to handle all of that. Tomorrow I'll give my resources to God. Or tomorrow I'll, I'll watch the kids so my wife can have a break. Tomorrow I'll, I'll slow down and I'll live for the stuff that really matters. But not right now. I'll handle it later. When we don't remember that someday we will die, we defer everything tomorrow, and then tomorrow just gets pushed further and further back. But someday it won't come. And that day will come faster than you think. You know, when we're young, time tends to move really slowly. When I was a little kid, days felt like they lasted forever. When I was in high school, you know, you just can't wait to get out and be on your own and be independent. And it felt like those days would never end. But then my time in college went by a lot quicker. And in my years since have gone by even quicker than that. And I have a a one-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and the last year and a half feels like it's just zoomed by in terms of watching her grow. I talked to my dad recently, and he said that he felt like he blinked and 20 years passed by. Life is brief. It's fleeting. Just as easily as you can measure the width of your hand, can you measure the length of your life? That's what this psalm says. We're mists that appear for a little bit of time and then evaporate. We need to remember that each of us is but a breath. And there's wisdom when we do. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Recognizing that life will end and that it will end sooner than we think helps us to live well and invest in what matters. You know, people often ask others the question, if you knew that you just had one month left to live, what would you do? You know, there's tons of movies built on this concept. And some people give bucket list answers. It's like, yeah, I'd skydive or I'd, I'd tell my boss what I really think about him. But most people say things like, I would spend time with my family. I would make sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that my wife and my daughter knew how much I love them. Or, I would get right with God because honestly, right now, some things aren't. What would you change about your life if you really believed that it wouldn't last forever? What would you stop doing? What would you start doing? We need this shift in our perspective because when we think tomorrow always comes, we spend today so poorly. Look at verse 6. It says, we are merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth not knowing who will get to spend it. When we think we'll always have more time later for what matters, we don't live the way that we're meant to. We live like shifting shadows. We're always moving to what is next, but we're never really here. We become really good at doing, but not really great at being. We pack our schedules to the brim and then we leave no space to consider the things of eternity. And then we just wonder why we feel empty. We are controlled by the urgent rather than by the important. And that rushing and that fretting about, it ends in nothing. Because we chase the things that leave us longing. The text says that we tire ourselves out trying to accumulate and acquire 
And at the end of the day, someone else gets to spend what we heap up. We don't even get to use it. We can't keep it. We came into this life without possessions and we leave the same way. And even if we could keep it, the things that we chase don't even satisfy when we get them. Uh, Isaiah chapter 55 talks about how we spend ourselves for the things that kill us. We chase the dangling carrot in life until we finally get it and then we take a bite out and we realize it's not really that great because it's just a carrot on a stick. We hurry past the things of significance that truly matter in pursuit of what we think is impressive. What would it look like for you to be faithful in the ordinary and in the mundane? Some of the best lived lives in history are the ones that did little things with great love rather than grand and impressive things. And so on Ash Wednesday, we're invited to slow down and reflect on what is worthwhile. We get to look beyond our longings to something better. Verse 7 says, And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. King David looks at a life that otherwise is hopeless and wonders what could keep him from despair. And he says, God, it can only be you. That in a life that is measured and that escapes us much faster than we think and that leaves us longing, God alone is our hope. Jesus entered into our world. He lived among people who felt like, or who forgot that their days were numbered. People who, who chased the stuff that killed them and ignored the things that can give them life. And he showed us how to live faithful lives in the ordinary. But he didn't just come to show us a new way to live, but he shows us that he himself is the true way to life and that all who come to him find it. In the season of Lent, this is a time to prepare for Easter's celebration of the resurrection by practicing daily repentance through fasting and drawing near to God. And on Ash Wednesday, Jesus invites us to repent of what is urgent in exchange for what truly matters, of what seems impressive for what is ordinary and good, of what is temporary in exchange for what lasts. How might you embrace this season of Lent? Maybe you can acknowledge the brevity of life by choosing to have a conversation with your loved one rather than binge your show instinctively because you're not going to get this day back. Or maybe you can look for beauty in the ordinary by carving out consistent time to thank God for the small graces that you normally ignore. Or maybe you can prioritize the important instead of the urgent and spend time in prayer rather than just scroll endlessly. Go ahead and grab the capsule of ashes that you got last week. Um, and you can put them in a bowl or in a napkin or whatever's convenient and take them and dip your finger in them and mark your forehead with the sign of the cross. And as you mark your forehead on Ash Wednesday, Consider Jesus' invitation to repent and to express longing today.
How might you embrace the season of Lent? And as you receive this invitation to repent, remember that Jesus also invites us to hope. We have hope today because even while we adorn ourselves with ashes and we face the reality that life is brief and fleeting and remember that we're dust, we know that this is not the end because Jesus' body that was crucified was also raised and we will one day experience with him resurrection ourselves. That someday we will leave this short life which often leaves us longing and we will enter into eternal joy in the presence of our resurrected Lord. Let's pray. Almighty God, you have created us from the dust of the earth. Grant that these ashes may be for us a symbol of our mortality and a sign of our penitence, that we may remember that it is by your grace alone that we receive the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.